And I tell you, cold pitching is out. What do you want to know? You want to know what are we replacing it with? Like, what are we doing instead? And it really comes down to being willing to play the long game. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. It is 2022. We're knocking on the door of 2023. And I am still experiencing probably at least once a month, maybe a couple of times a month, someone following me on Instagram or friending me on Facebook and immediately trying to cold pitch me something that they want me to buy or join something that I just don't want to do. And I've had this conversation a lot lately with friends too, like as their uh, social media accounts are growing, noticing that they're just having more and more of these people who are trying to cold pitch them essentially. And I'm sure that, you know, there's a world in which cold pitching works and maybe there's a strategy out there that's just the best and I haven't heard of it yet. But in general, in my experience with cold pitching, it doesn't feel good. It feels forced and invasive and just not something that I want to experience. And so as far as I'm concerned, cold pitching is out. We are not doing this anymore. We have got to figure out a better way to sell in a way that feels more authentic and good and collaborative and connective and not here by my thing. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Cold pitching is out. We are done with it. And here are all the different things we're doing instead. And the first is an answer that maybe some of you might not like, because I think the thing that people are always curious about is like, okay. Say you've been cold pitching, right? Someone told you at some point that that was how you, how you sell, how you make money. So you've been doing it. And I tell you, cold pitching is out. What do you want to know? You want to know what are we replacing it with? Like, what are we doing instead? And it really comes down to being willing to play the long game. The reason that cold pitching feels so icky is because it's pitching and selling from a place where there is no relationship. There's absolutely no foundation. So what's the opposite of that? Well, it's having a relationship. It's having some sort of a foundation. So when the ask is made, it just feels better. It feels more authentic, more genuine. How do we get to that point? We have to form relationships and relationships take time. Connections take time. And That's the easiest, hardest way to kick cold pitching to the curb is to really focus on relationships and relationship building and connection. And when we're talking about this on a platform like Instagram or just social media in general, what that means is it's a lot of like do unto others how you want to be treated, you know, like you want people to comment on your Instagram posts, comment on their Instagram posts. Um, but that, that's where the connection starts and it doesn't, you know, start and stop on Instagram, but when you have a business that has a digital aspect or you're using social media for marketing, a lot of your connection is going to be there. And we're, you know, even though millennials who I assume is the majority of people listening, millennials grew up in this very digital age. It's also not like the only world that we grew up in, like we 
remember a time before smartphones and internet and all of those things, even though we're like inundated with it now. But because we didn't grow up with it, there are things that we maybe don't know. Like, I wonder going forward if there will be like an, a social media etiquette class that was clearly not taught to our generation. I would love for my kids to take a class like that. Because I think it's really clear that we're still kind of struggling with what this kind of etiquette looks like, especially in the online space when we're trying to sell something. Like, is it appropriate to just send someone a message and ask if they want to buy something or to kind of form that connection with them? And it starts to get really sticky. But I I think that what this comes back to is um, you want to focus on the relationship building. And sometimes that's the the deep relationships, the in-person stuff, the, the customer experience, client experience. Um, but sometimes it's just connection. Sometimes it's just commenting on posts or sliding into people's DMs. It could be that simple. So that's really the number one. I, I I'm working. So we're right now, we are in the middle of my group coaching program, Rebrand, which is a program designed to teach photographers who want to pivot to brand photography. It's essentially designed to equip them with everything that they need to be able to pivot to be a brand photographer. And we are right in the middle of the program. And during the beginning stages of the program, one of the things that we talk about is portfolio building. And there's this element of portfolio building where you need to be reaching out to people. Like you need to, people need to know what you're offering. So then they book what it is you're offering. And so we've had a lot of conversations around, well, what does that look like? How do we do that? Because I feel like a used car salesman, right? I don't want to feel like a car salesman. I want it to feel more genuine. And I think the best way to lay the foundation for that is to start now Whether you have a business or not, it's just being a good person who wants to connect, who wants to make those connections, even if it's in a social place like Instagram. Because it's so much easier then when you have laid that foundation to go back weeks or months down the road. If you already have like a running DM chat, basically with someone and you're speaking to them weekly or maybe even on a daily basis. It's so much easier to reach out to them and say, hey, I just started to move into brand photography and I think that you would be a really fun client to work with. And if you're interested, like I would love to talk more. It's so much easier to send that message when there's been a foundation that's been laid, like when you have been, you know, responding to their stories about their kids going to the park or a new product that they have at their business. Like when you've already been talking about those things, it's easier to say, I thought of you as I'm growing my portfolio. It's a lot more difficult to do that if you've literally just been like lurking and you haven't said anything to them. There's no connection. There's no foundation. And then you slide into their DMs and you wonder why it feels salesy. Well, because there's there's nothing there. There's no relationship, right? And that also means that they're probably not in a place where they're ready to buy from you. So you need to work more on the relationship removed from the fact that they could be a potential client later on. And that's why I kind of joked earlier that like, this is just kind of being a good person. Like it's being a good human. We live in a a capitalistic society and I think there's good things and bad things about that. But 
in this case, we're not necessarily talking about like, how can I get someone to pay me? How can I get someone to hire me and to give me money? If that's the goal, we're going to have a really hard time actually getting someone to pay us and give us money. Whereas instead, if we put that on its head a little bit and say, how do I show up really well? How do I form really solid relationships? How do I make sure my clients feel really taken care of? How do I make sure my friends feel really taken care of? Because if you're doing all of those things, it's like this flywheel effect that they talk about in business, right? Like it starts to kind of, time almost starts to collapse a bit. Like you've been in business for a while and it kind of feels a little like you're trudging through quicksand. And then all of a sudden it's like, it just starts to come together and you've got like client after client and that's the flywheel effect. And I think that happens when you're doing a good job of all the different stages of business, right? You're, you're marketing your business really well. You're building that rapport and connection with your clients really well. You're deepening the relationship. You're getting the really good reviews. And then those reviews come back and turn into referrals. And like, it just kind of keeps snowballing. I'm making this like movement with my hand. It just keeps moving. And so that's essentially the effect that we're going for. And while oftentimes that does result in something like more money in your bank account, I think it's important that that's not always the goal. And I say this as someone who's definitely chased a dollar. Like there have been many times where I've had to remind myself, okay, the goal here is not to make more money. The goal here is to build a really incredible business. The goal here is to serve people well. And I think we have to come at it through that lens because that feels better. And when we're talking about having it feel like more genuine and authentic, especially as women, you know, we're taught this more masculine way to run a business and to sell things. And then when we do everything right, when we do everything the way that we've been taught is right and good, it doesn't feel right and good. And that's because we're built differently. We have feminine tendencies in life and in business, and there's nothing wrong with tapping into those. And I think a superpower that a lot of women have is relationship. So that's the key here. It's starting there. It's starting with the relationship. It's really trying to remove like, this is money in my bank account and these these people are money in my bank account. And in, instead looking at them as these are people and these are relationships and how can I make those better? Have you seen that meme on Instagram that says something along the lines of who knew the hardest part of being an adult is figuring out what to cook for dinner every single night for the rest of your life? I feel that deeply. There is nothing worse than not having a plan for dinner and then coming home after a long day and having to whip something up that pleases everyone because let's be real, that is a tall, tall order. Enter Chilled Freezer Meals. Chilled makes mealtime simple with frozen meals for local pickup and home delivery to communities throughout eastern and central Iowa. And they ship meal bundles nationwide. They have convenient options for conventional meals as well as choices for those following a gluten-free or keto lifestyle. Chilled meals are budget-friendly with options in sizes from single-serve to portions for large families. I have one child in particular who is really tough at dinner time, and she eats these meals. One of her favorites has been the Parmesan meatball bake, which I found out after the fact has undetectable zucchini in it. 
So not only do I feel great that mealtime is a breeze, but I feel fantastic that my kids are getting a healthy meal and a happier mom and dinner is no longer something I despise. I also love the breakfast burritos. I typically order a meal bundle for a few nights of dinners and tack on an order or three of breakfast burritos because I'm the person who forgets to eat and they are the quickest, best option for easy breakfast or lunch on the go. I am obsessed with chilled and I think it's the answer to so many families' dinner problems. You can get 10% off your first order at chilledfreezermeals.com with the code MADDIE. That's chilledfreezermeals.com and the code MADDIE, M-A-D-D-I-E. So that's the foundation. That's the base. And honestly, if that's the only thing that you walk away from this podcast episode with, I that's great. I feel like I've done my job. Like that, that is something that will pay off for you. I'm convinced like beyond just, again, beyond money in the bank and beyond just your business, like these solid relationships and really meaningful relationships that benefits so many different areas of life. But tactically, what can this look like if we're not cold pitching? And I think a really easy way to make something feel better is to treat every pitch, not cold pitch. We can still pitch without it being cold, right? Like there are times when we need to assert ourselves a little bit more, when we do need to dig into that masculine side of business, um, whether it's because we really want to work with someone or we're portfolio building, whatever it might be. Pitching is not bad, but it's all in the way that you go about it. And a way that I have gone about it that makes it feel really good for me is to personalize the pitch. And I do this a couple different ways. Um, this It's kind of just a gut check for me, essentially, because I always want to make sure when I'm pitching someone that I really think that whatever it is I'm pitching could benefit them. And this is pretty easy to do if you feel very aligned with what your job is and like what, what your offering is. Like, I don't necessarily think that brand photography could benefit everyone, but pretty damn close. Like, I'm very passionate about having really solid visual imagery and how it can help grow your brand. I feel very strongly about that. So then I'm in a place where this is a little bit easier for me to do. Um, but I can take that a step further and make sure that I'm really thinking specifically about this person that I'm going to approach and making sure that it is personalized to them. So an example of what this could look like, like let's say I am going to um, approach a flower shop that I really want to work with. And specifically, it's because they have recently launched like maybe a, a give back program. And so I want to make sure that they're, that they have images around that so they can talk about it on social media. Like I would include that in the pitch. I would call out the fact that like, Hey, I, without being creepy, I've been watching you. Like I'm a fan of what you're doing. You're doing an incredible job. Here's where I think brand photography could really help you, you know? And so making it more personal to them. That's also why I don't love the idea of just like, and I don't know if anyone does this, but just like a mass email. Um, and I also don't love the idea of reaching out to someone and being like, hi, I'm a, a brand photographer in town. And would you be interested in like booking me for this service? Like, it just doesn't feel very personal. Even if it's something as simple as reaching out to your, the bank that you bank at and saying like, Hey, I'm, I, I'm a happy customer and I've been a happy customer for the last two years. And if you've ever considered wanting to do headshot photography, I would love to throw my name in the ring. I would love to work with you, blah, blah, blah. It can be that simple, but that feels a lot different than 
hi, my name is Maddie and I'm a brand photographer in Sioux Falls. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in booking me for this thing. Right. So that just like little bit of personalization, I think can go a long way. And then if you're in a place where, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, we're talking about how like we need to stop cold pitching people. We need to be pitching differently. Um, But I think that this could also be applicable if you're like, I don't want to pitch anyone. (laughs) Like, I just want the people to come to me. But maybe I am in a phase of business where I do need to be doing a little bit of pitching or, you know, reaching out to people to, like we talked about earlier, build my portfolio or what have you. And so in that case, one of my favorite um, tips that I give to a lot of my clients, and I think it was my business coach, I think it was Jasmine who um, I got this idea from, but reaching out to people and just saying, like kind of treating it as like, hey, FYI, I'm doing this thing. So in rebrand, the photographers will reach out to people that they want to work with and say like, Hey, I'm pivoting into brand photography, or I'm experimenting with moving to brand photography. This is the thing that I'm offering right now. This is the result of what you get. If you do this thing, if you know of anyone who might be interested or might benefit from a service like this, I would love a referral, or I would love to talk with them. That little like brief line of if you know anyone, for whatever reason, it takes the pressure off. I think a lot of the time as women, especially if we have, if we really don't like that kind of more masculine, assertive way of business, we can shy away from like anything direct feels too assertive, right? Even though it's not, it feels that way. And so even just that little line of like, hey, this is what I'm doing. If you know anyone, I would love if you pass this information along. The interesting thing that happens when you say that is that obviously the first person that they think of is themselves, right? Because that's just, we're humans. (laughs) That's just what we do. And so they're going to put this through the lens first of like, oh, could I benefit from this? Is this something that, that I should be considering? And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And then if it's not something that they're interested in or that they it's in their budget or whatever, that little line of, if you know anyone, kind of allows it to keep living, right? Like the ask doesn't just end with them. It gets them thinking like, oh, I wonder if, you know, the person in the um, building next to me would be interested in this, or I'm going to pass this along to my sister-in-law who owns a stationery store or whatever. So I think that that can be really helpful as well. Just if you know anyone, I would love it if you pass my information along. In general, I think that that's something that we don't do enough of, like asking for a referral or and not not just, I, I meant review, asking for a review when people are done working with you, but also asking for a referral, <laughs> like reaching out to past clients and saying, I loved working with you. Like you were one of my favorite clients this year. If there's anyone that you know who could benefit from what we did together, the session that you had, I would love to talk with them. You know, a lot of the time, what I'm doing with my like rebrand clients is coaching them to the point where some of that is happening naturally. Like we're getting these reviews. We are like creating such an amazing client experience that our clients are referring their friends and family to us. And like that just kind of starts to happen. That flywheel effect happens. But sometimes we have to ask for it, especially when you're in the early stages of business and you're building that momentum. Sometimes we we have to ask for it. Here's the deal. Even the happiest, best, most amazing clients are still humans with all their own crap. I actually, now that I'm talking about this, I was going to say, 
Um, I'm notorious for like having five people at any given time that I need to write a Google review for and then not doing it because I just forget. It's not because my experience wasn't lovely and wonderful. It's just because I forget. As soon as I stop this podcast, I'm going to leave a review (laughs) for someone that I saw recently. Um, So I think that that happens a lot. And oftentimes it's just asking, you know, but because we feel like any sort of an ask is like too direct and too assertive, we don't do it, but it's not, it's just asking, you know? So I would really encourage you if you're feeling like cold pitching is the only way for whatever reason, first of all, whoever told you that if I could have their number, (laughs) just kidding, but really we're not cold pitching anymore. We're not cold pitching. I, I think we need to remember that when people are making business decisions, like what they want to, not even business decisions, buying decisions, when people are deciding who they want to work with and who they want to purchase from or who they want to like, you know, buy a service from, like, we're not making these decisions in a vacuum, you know, we are considering, well, Person A and person B both offer the same service, but I really vibe with person A, right? Or maybe person B fits better into my budget right now. Like there are a lot of things that we are considering. And I think that we forget how important it is to like the person that we're working with. And we're not giving enough credit to these relationships. If we just focused more on the relationship and that part of the business transaction and stop treating it like so much of a transaction. Like it's not transactional. There are humans at the ends of these transactions. And we need to be thinking more about the humans than we do about the transactions. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.